This is All About Home Construction, and here's your hosts, Terry Canelbeck and Randy Blake. That's right. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Terry. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to you. We are live in the studio on All About Home Construction here on WATA, and we appreciate all of our listeners out there. Give us a call, 262-1567. I've been waiting on this show for for a little while, Randy, because uh, this is uh, part two when we get to it. Yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Part two of, of starting and, and or running your business. So uh, hang tight, hang tight. Before we get into that, though, uh, how's it been going? Good. Good. Yes, it has, believe it or not. Good. Good to hear. Good to hear. How's the... Uh, how, how's the, this, you just had a big anniversary. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. Happy, happy belated anniversary. Thank you. Yep. 40 years. Nice. Congratulations. You know what they say, don't you? Luckier in some, worse than others. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad to have my wife. Uh, you know, part of this show, you know, this is part two, but people don't think about it, but a lot of, a lot of the, the people in the background are the most important people exactly and and in in the life of uh being owning your own business there's a lot of highs a lot of lows yep and uh so (laughs) we just without without a strong wife behind you you can't run a business that's awesome you know and uh and it's tough so but that's that's the reason we're doing this this story here. That's it. That's it. We'll get into that. But um, so you uh, we 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 had a we had breakfast the other day. Yes, we did. I'd like to thank everybody for coming out and supporting the VFW on the breakfast. We uh, did fifty four meals. Sweet for the first time that was, that out. That was great. I like, oh, better thank Ten Penny for coming out too. That's it. It was a good breakfast. Good stuff. And. Uh, so, yeah, you know, we wasn't on the show last week, but I did get in here to give Terry breakfast before he had he, to get gone. Right. Had to, he had a bigger bigger name uh, calling there, you know, yeah. with Tom County Parks and Rec. So. That was actually high country soccer. High country. Was it? Yeah, and a big tournament last weekend, but it was fun. It was good. I got outside and uh, lots of kids and playing soccer last weekend, so that was fun. But, yeah, I had a good breakfast to get me started and get me through the day. It was kind of good, especially about 3 o'clock when I hadn't had lunch yet. I was glad I had that breakfast. <laughs> Well, uh, when's the next mill? What's going on with the mills? Well, you know, we got released. That's right. That's right. uh, No mask on, by the way. We, uh, the the governor came out yesterday and now I say that there's certainly some restrictions. I'll let everyone look into it with, uh, schools and, and big gatherings and places like that, but fully vaccinated. No, uh, inside. We don't have to worry about masks now. Correct. Um, I'm not sure what the town of Boone has done. I hadn't heard anything about them lifting anything, but well, the governor the governor came it. out. So yeah, but anyway, so yeah, so now the, the VFW, you guys are able to open up and uh, have guests coming in now, huh? Yep, That's and cool. uh, uh, so we will be having our first steak dinner. Sweet. Uh, on the 22nd. Okay. From uh, four to seven next week. Yep. Sweet. And. You know, thank thanks to everybody for coming out and and helping us out and supporting the vets. And you know, the number one thing is everybody comes in when you're going to do steak night. Sure. So. Yeah. Well, that's good because, 
I mean, if, if we like a good steak. So, yeah. Well, uh, we also will have Asian uh, salmon. Mm-hmm. You know, we put that on the menu about two years ago. Right. And that keeps picking up pretty fast. Good you know, deal. On, uh, yep, good deal. People want well, it. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a beef guy, though. I'd rather have beef than fish. No offense. <laughs> So uh, I'm I'm good to, glad to hear there's a good steak coming out. Well, I like them both, you know. I, uh, but I don't drink wine, so there you go. I don't know which wine to drink with fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool. So, uh, and speaking of the VFW, you know, today is Armed Forces Day. So, uh, oh wow, there we go. We appreciate that. So, well, good stuff. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's get into part two here. We'll take our a quick break that way we can come straight into it and when we get back we'll uh, be in part two of how to run your own business especially our uh, construction oriented businesses we'll be right back right after this all about home construction here on wata thanks for listening to us give us a call 262 Seven and of of course we're uh, on part two of of starting and running your business. Uh, just a, a quick recap, you know. Part one was uh, you know, and we we got the podcast up. Check out the uh, Facebook page, and we can uh, we, we've linked up how to listen to the part one if you missed it last a couple weeks ago. But uh, part one just talked about the honeymoon phase. Everything's great, you know, running smooth. You hit the ground running. Uh, year two or one and two. Uh, it's kind of that testing phase, right? Where yep. you know it's it's like uh, you're getting complaints, you're getting employees transitioning, and uh, you know it's it's like okay, the honeymoon phase is over, then and then this is this is the real stuff kind of thing, and uh, the real world, and uh, you know, and, and 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 we talked quite a bit about that, and uh, so now we're on years two through five, which is kind of those growing pain years. Yes, it is, and uh, what Terry means by that is is. You, you finally got your legs under you. Yeah. You know, you, you've quit working for your friends. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No. Because most people start businesses, you know, their friends is what really helps them get started. Sure. And uh, so you you, you want to step up. <clears throat> exactly. Into it. And then you find out, like in North Carolina's case, you have to stop at 30000 Yeah. Okay? Exactly. And... Uh, that that doesn't necessarily mean that you can write another contract for the next thirty thousand. Right. See, and then there's a fine line that you can't use the name construction on your name if you're not a licensed entity in North Carolina. Okay. See, and uh, or you can use construction, but you can't bill yourself as a contractor. How about right. how about that? I'd define that right. a little better. Right. And, exactly. Yeah. Because everybody has to start and. You know, I've been pushing since about 2004 in North Carolina to make roofers have a license mm-hmm. because I feel like that's the biggest ripoff in the, in, in the industry today. Sure. Sure. And, uh, I mean, it happens, it happens everywhere. Right, right. Well, you know, and, and during this phase, is, that's when, you know, your, your brand new tools that, that you bought, you know, during the honeymoon phase and stuff, like, You've now it's time to upgrade and get get better tools in some cases or, or some of the cheaper tools. I'm just saying, like like a lot of people kind of start out. I mean, if you smart out wisely, anyway, start out and you know don't spend a lot of money up front and, and kind of work as you go. I mean, because you don't want to be in debt as you as you as you start your business. I mean, it takes money up front, but 
you know, if you, if you do it wisely, now's the time when you're buying new equipment, upgrading your equipment, things like that. And, uh, but, but there's a lot of bills that are coming due too. You know, like you said, you, you know, you're, you're getting licensed now. And so you, you've, you've got those classes and those bills and the insurance now, and, and hopefully you've got a, a, a you know, depending on the business, you've got a solid amount of employees for the business. Correct. Um, so now you've got workman's comp and insurance and, and some of that stuff. And, and so there's kind of a lot of bills that, that are coming through uh, due in this two to five years. Correct. And, uh, and the thing about it is we've discussed before that when you buy a tool, you buy a tool, that's an hourly wage that you lose yep. until that tool is paid off. Exactly, yeah. And until you become, you know, a company, you really can't deduct that off your business. Yep. And it depends on the type of tool that you get, if they're going to, how much they're going to allow you to deduct, then you got a depreciation. Exactly. So let's let's t- think about a firestorm drill. You're going to get a far- firestorm drill. Yep. All right, because you can't afford that $200 drill. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm using this as an example. You could get it for about $90. Right. Same drill. Everything's the same on it. Just got a different cover on it, but the windings are different in it. So you might get out here, and let's say you're putting a metal roof on. Mm-hmm. All right. And after seven, 800 screws, it dies on you. Because right. it can't hold up to the heat. Exactly. Yep. So now you've got to throw that tool down and go to the store and get you another one mm-hmm. to finish your job. So there you go. Yep. You know, you can go to Harbor Freight and buy you a compound miter saw for about 160 yep. bucks, and probably cut, which you talked about uh, it before, yep. that it cut great. But after about a couple hours, the bearings yep. probably didn't have bearings. Probably had bushings Bushings, yeah. Yep. And yep. Uh, so, and then you think... You're looking at that $699 price tag yep. for that new compound miter saw. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, one thing that to kind of help you out through this stage is kind of controlling that overhead, right? Uh, um, I mean, like I said, it, it, like you, you had mentioned, like there's definitely, you definitely have to have it. I mean, that's just part of business. But do what you can, like identify what there is. Mm-hmm. And, and be honest with yourself too, you know, and identify that and, and figure out, okay, are there ways I can control it? Can I eliminate something? Can, you know, for instance, buying those, you know, buying three drills as opposed to one drill or buying three saws as opposed to one good saw, Correct. you know, what, what do the, do the math, do the economics in, on it. And, and, um, but, but also, you know, some of the other things like, uh, office expenses and you know do you do you need to make 20 copies of something can you i mean because every paper every sheet of paper costs something you know uh do you need to make an extra trip to, to town to go to the or can you can you consolidate and, and be be wiser on your trips and you know to to and from the the, the, the stores you know to your to your supplies and um, that's right can, can you can you order a bunch of supplies at once and save on shipping you know that kind of thing uh just kind of that cash flow stuff, right? Like, like travel expenses, uh, contracts, cell phones, insurance policies, things like that. Cut out anything that's unnecessary and, and that'll help you out a whole lot throughout this, this stage. And, uh, you know, one thing you mentioned too is, oh, well, okay. Now's the time you bought that brand new $600 saw. Well, guess what? It's awful flashy looking. Yep. And, and there's, uh, you know, it, it looks awful appealing to people. Um, so there, there's a lot of businesses that really struggle with theft through this, this two to five, this, this growth. Yes, they do because they, you know, you're hiring people. All right. And you know, we don't always get the cream of the crop. Right. 
because most cream of the crop owns their own business. Yeah. Or they do one on their yeah, or, own or, business. Yeah, or they've been with someone for so long they're not jumping around. Yeah, and um, uh, which, you know, as an employer, that's the best thing you can get is people that don't jump around and right. have a level head, and exactly. you, you can train them. Yeah. So, well, and, and so don't be flashy. You know, if you do buy that new saw, just don't don't make a big deal about it, right? Think, yeah. Like, think like, about think about how you're going to protect that saw. Yeah. You know, you don't want to leave it out in the rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to watch your employees because that new saw now weighs 30 pounds heavier than that yep. cheap saw. So you got to keep them from tearing up. Yep. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand to make the job easier for us costs more money in the tools. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and and that is a cost factor. Exactly, exactly. But you know, part part of that too is don't be flashy, right? Like yeah. don't, you know, and this guy kind of goes back to the control and the overhead, you know. Businesses, it, you know, even if you're in the growing pains, I mean you're you're obviously in business still. You're making some kind of profit or you wouldn't be in business. Don't go out and buy a brand new truck and uh you know, that some high dollar truck and and a fleet of vehicles and, and, and where, I mean, I'm not saying you, you should, you should, you know, I mean, you, you certainly want to be solid in business and you want to, you want to be professional, but don't be flashy, you know, Correct. don't, don't, uh, because employees and or other people, right. They, they look at you and they're like, Oh, he, he's not going to miss this $500 saw. He's not, you know, and, and that kind of creates an image. You know, I wouldn't, I mean, some thieves don't care. I mean, you know, obviously, but, just don't make yourself flashy, and, and and I think that helps cut back a lot on that. Uh, you know, the stealing part. I mean, there, and like you said, there's obviously nothing you can do completely, but you know, there, there there's extra steps you take, locking things up and taking care of things and so on. Well, you know, we've lost them even locked up. Yeah, we've had them come in and cut the chain. Yeah, you know, we lost thirty five hundred dollars and yeah tools at my son's house, and then turned around a year later and. Uh, lost another thirty five hundred because you know I had three of everything because we were sure. running three crews and yep. the bad thing is your insurance will cover it, but you have to have the invoice where you purchased exactly. it exactly. And regardless, they still depreciate it depreciate it out to zero on your insurance mm-hmm. after five years. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and and that goes for every stage. Like keep up with those business expenses, kind of like you said. So um, keep a file. You know, just for your tools only. Yep. Duplicate your file for your tax purposes. Sure. But have that file so you can go back and say, when did I purchase this? Yep. Yep. You know, one thing also in terms of, like, getting new business is, um, you know, you, you want to market yourself throughout this time. Business, the, the, the biggest part of business really is, uh, or the biggest advertising, of course, we're a radio station, right? So radio is good. But that goes back to word of mouth, right? Like, like word Correct. of mouth. And, and, and I would say, especially in those first couple of years is most of your jobs, like you said, were either friends or family or they, they came from friends or family. So it may, I may not be working for a friend, but it's a friend of a friend, Correct. You know, that kind of thing. And, uh, and that's, that's a big part right there. Yeah. And, and, but you know, when you get into that two to five, that's when you're trying to expand uh, you know, depending on the business, maybe you've got different crews, like you had mentioned. Um, so you, you got to kind of start to market yourself a little differently. Um, you know, but so you want to be selective though, like just because you're doing more jobs, more number of jobs doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting 
an increase of profits, right? Yeah. So, so just be selective in terms of, you know, knowing what you can do. Um, and think of, don't just double the number of jobs just to double the number of jobs. Make sure that they're all profitable jobs, I guess is what I'm trying Correct. to say. Correct. And you plan it out. And, you know, one of the hardest thing you can hardest things you can do is estimating yeah. the job. Especially these days with, with lumber prices the way they are. Uh, you know, and building materials themselves the way they are. And the thing is, is we can't really, uh, that's a hard one. You know, North Carolina's been trying to figure out what we can do on as far as the Home Builders Association. But right. with uh, our materials and stuff, especially with a bank loan, mm-hmm. you know, that makes it even harder. Sure. Most people don't think about a bank loan, but. Once you're locked in, it's hard to go back to a bank and say, well, we need more money to. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, as, as far as also looking for jobs and finding jobs, uh, choose the best customers, right? Like, like make sure that, I mean, some customers, let's, let's be honest, are, are better than others. Um, you know, and it goes back to being profitable, but, but there's not just the dollars sense of that you know like choose the best okay if you don't get along with someone during the estimate then you don't want to work with them that's it they don't want to work with you you know and and so don't you know just kind of be honest um you know and uh you do not have to work exactly yeah if they're rude or abusive or or you know you don't think your staff will get along with them then then don't take the job that and that's okay i guess be be smart it's i guess for, for both of those profitable and, and, and customer wise, it's okay to say no, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that kind of thing. Um, outsource when you need to. No, you know, you, by this point, you should have a, a, a good, you know, two to five years, you should have a good network of, of, of contacts. Well, you can. Um, and uh, one thing it will, let's, let's go to HGTV where they recommend that you want three estimates on everything. Sure. We live in such a small community up here. That it's going to be hard to get three estimates from everybody. Right, exactly. Right? And you got estimates from contractors in Watauga County that's going to be totally different than contractors in Wilkes County. Exactly. Yeah. And they just—that's just the way it is because you. Uh, let's look at all these commercials in Charlotte about heat and air, and they all drive brand new trucks. Yep. All right, but do you know that most of those businesses are doing between twelve and sixteen million a year? Right. So they can afford those new trucks, but they have to have that in a competitive market. Exactly. To look flashy, so they can try to get the jobs. Yep. I don't know how much their advertisement is, sure. but a good round advertisement cost is what they recommend is two percent of your gross income right. exactly. for advertising if you're going to promote a product. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So that's money, and. During these growing pains, you learn that your your profit, you know, mm-hmm. your profit and overhead is, can go anywhere from 10 to 25%. Right. But everybody thinks, well, you know, you're making a lot of money, but your overhead goes back into your company to make your payments on equipment. Right. And like myself, I put myself on payroll, mm-hmm. but I got out and worked just like my employees did. Sure. Yeah, well, and, and that's good, and 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 that's you know kind of like that outsourcer too is get in with a uh, an accountant, right? Like like know someone that that that's their business too, and and, and they'll help. And you I'm not talking part. about uh, services, sure. You know, sure. Uh, 
and the reason for that is, yeah, they advertise that they're great for your company, but the thing about it is, is are they really going to stand up when the IRS comes knocking? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So get you a good get, that that's money well spent right there is yep. a good accountant. That's it. Um, you know, and when you get these jobs, don't necessarily cut corners. Like, like I mean, there's 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 ways to do things. I mean, obviously budget wise, and and there's always a budget, but don't just cut corners to to make more money, right? No. Uh, it may be tempting to go, you know, less expensive materials, especially these days with it with things in such a weird increase and and change. Um, but keep in mind, like that job, you know, it, it, and the customer may not know, right? Oh, well, I use these these cheaper nails and this cheaper material, you know, blah blah blah. But the truth is, they may not know that. But when they have a problem in a year or two, or the wrong or fastener, the, or the yeah, like you know, when when things break down when you're gone, well, they're gonna know then, and it's gonna come back and it's gonna bite you big time. Well, you know, as a builder. As a person growing up, you need to read the pack of every shingle. Yep. It's just like ceiling fans. How many ceiling fans you put up? Exactly. And you've never put up the same ceiling fan. What I mean by that is every year some engineer changes something. So mm -hmm. now you got pop-in blades. Some of them's got triple screws, exactly. you know. And But that's one thing about your liability insurance. Liability insurance will not cover anything that is not to manufacture exactly. specifications or to state code. Exactly, yep. So read, uh, you know, create yourself a library. Right. So you can go back and cross-reference stuff because, you know, there was no manual for houses built in the, in the 18th century. Sure, sure. 19th century. All right, well, you know, what I'm getting at is when I remodeled a yep. house built between 1825 and 1850, I guess if it wouldn't have been for my age, being in older homes and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, as a childhood and stuff, seeing these things and retaining them. Exactly, yeah. And and then you get into the new homes, and not all new homes are built the way they should be built. Exactly, yep. So yep. do not shortchange yourself on your work or your customer's work. And just like Terry said, there might come a time there'll be a callback on it, and it might not be the callback that you want to hear. Exactly. Let's, let's say uh use common nails on a deck because you run out of galvanized right and it just happens to be they might be on your floor joists or mm -hmm. you put them in a joist hanger so there you got dissimilar metal and then you got the the wood treatment that is from the day you in, put that nail in has already started to rust sure yep well quality is king right we've heard that that phrase before um and, and so yeah you know don't just don't just cut corners to reduce cost, and I guess is where we're trying to go with that. Make smart decisions, um, you know. And, and honestly, during this stage, because we kind of sound, we kind of went off with it with some negative things, you know, and growing pains. I mean, it certainly sounds like a negative thing. But, you know, like I said, you're you're still in business though. Things, you're still able to play on your strengths and 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 continue to be in business, right? So, so don't don't think it's all like negative. Um, you know, but when they're, when we, we're trying to help you out on, on how to, how to turn things around and how to continue to grow. Right. Um, so be proactive, uh, you know, don't, don't react, be proactive. If you, if you have cut corners or you do see an issue, just be open and honest with the customers. A lot of times. Correct. Um, or, you know, another thing that we hadn't touched on is, is 
sit down and get your scope of work before you start. Yeah. And think about how the project's going to start out, you know, like a house. Start at the, you know, grading is one of them. Mm-hmm. All right. So you know you got to grade. You know you got to go to your footers. You know you got to go to what type of foundation you're going to do. Yeah. And, and work your house that way. Work it f- from the bottom up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and and. and- during this time, you're really still in the business. I mean, the business is still yours. Like, you're still day in and day out. That's what you're doing is you're in the thick of, of what's going on, right? Yep. Uh, so you're, you're staying involved in that. So. And well, you have to. Exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, regardless, of, you know, you've got some of the best employees in the world, but they're not you. Exactly. Yeah. And one of the things I try and sometimes i fall short on this myself is uh sitting down and spending 15 minutes with your guys to say hey this is what i'm looking at exactly exactly but like yeah definitely we'll take another break we'll be right back right after this That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. And again, we appreciate all of our listeners out there. Give us a call, 262-1567. If by any means, if you have any uh, any tips that go along with any of this, we'll, we'd like to hear those from you. Gosh, yeah. So, you know, we're talk, talking about kind of those growing pain years, the two to five years. Well, what about past that? What if we, what if we get on the, uh, you know, the five to seven years, Randy? That's, you know, that's, that's sort of that pilot phase, right? Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, you're working on better employees. You know, you're always working on better employees. Yeah. And and that's something, even after 32 years, we're always looking. Yeah. And and what I mean by that is is because you have a guy walk up to you, and he says, well, I've done this for the last 15 years. And then when you find out, yeah, he's done 15 years of nothing. You know, he's he's been in the system. Yeah, he's driving nails. Right. Uh, he can frame a wall, but he can't tell you how many jacks is under a header. And, yeah. you know, as a rule of thumb, until you learn how to cut stairs and rafters, you're still a laborer. Sure. You know. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, the, only only less than 10% of businesses make it to this point. Correct. The, the five- to seven-year range. Um and, you know, during this time, you know, we, we've talked about the growing pains, the honeymoon, the testing, and now you're in the pilot. And like I said, if you ain't got a strong woman behind you, then you always. Sure. You well, know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it takes it, it, it takes a lot to get to the point where you are, for sure. Correct. Because, you know, most businesses that aren't the family and then small businesses aren't involved really don't make it. Exactly. You know, without the, the proper support, because yep. you, you'll come in and you'll be frustrated. And next morning, you got to get up, put your nose to the sun and go back at it and solve it. Yep. And if you had a problem. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, and, and during this phase, too, is like you had mentioned, you have your employees. I mean, you, yes, you, you, you there's always going to be, you know, changeover and you lose some, you gain some, that kind of thing. But you should have your core of employees. 
You know, the, the ones that you know you can trust that you've... By that time. Yeah, correct. maybe they've moved up in leadership management roles even. Um, but, you know, the, they're, you know, crew leaders, that type of thing. But they're definitely like your core. And, and, and so you know in your business who you can trust and who you can't that work for you. Correct. Um, and you've, you've taken care of those people. Um, you know, one thing, I, I've read an interesting thing that was talking about uh, increasing uh, worker productivity. It was talking about... Um, a company, you know, uh, uh, during a, some, some, and I don't know what business this was, but during some business meeting, you know, uh, he's like, oh, compared to everyone else that's, that works in the same industry, you know, like, I'll overpay you guys. And, um, and, and they figured it out. It was only like a dime that they were getting overpaid compared to the average. But the point is, like, when they did that, well, what happens when you leave that meeting? Oh, well, I'm getting, yeah, like, you know, I mean, it's, it's discouraging, right? And yep. so, like, like take care of your employees, um, you know, and, and that that sort of thing. Like, like that's how you've gotten to keep loyal employees, right? Like, take care of them. Know, kind of, you know, know what they need, know what they want. Um, we just got done with it. You know, I say we got done. We're still in, but hopefully towards the end of this pandemic. And um, you know, like, like, yeah, work was work was hard for a lot of people, but there's a lot of unemployed people. You want the employees that, you know, look at who stayed with you. Look who was who was here still. Um, and look who wants to come back. Like, take care of those people, you know. Maybe maybe you give them uh, bonuses, give, you know, that you can afford. Give them vacation time. Uh, sort of those small perks of the job, right? Like, like yeah. even little things like bringing them a, a breakfast or bringing them a coffee once in a while. Just, you know, take care of them. Correct. And uh, because they'll take care of you. Not all of them. <laughs> But, you know, yeah. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, I don't know how to, let me, I'll explain it a different way. All right, if you hire a guy that's never worked in the construct, construction industry at all, and you're willing to train him, mm -hmm. you know, the average person doesn't think how much you lose per year. Sure. All right. And what I mean by that is, is because of mistakes. Uh, can't figure out what they're doing you know they're scratching their head a lot uh then that can lead up to about ten thousand dollars a year the employer's losing alone sure you know yeah. and you really go through a lot of people like that but then the other side of the coin is you hire a guy that yes has been in the business right. eight ten fifteen years and then yes he does have good knowledge but he has poor practices exactly you know and We've talked about Energy Star homes and rough framing. Well, mm -hmm. you can't leave a quarter-inch gap in your framing. Exactly, yeah. Because that allows, you know, air to come in. Yeah. And regular bad insulation won't seal it, so you got to go back and foam it. Right. It don't necessarily mean it's going to hurt it structurally, but the point of it is it's going to allow air yeah. in, and it's not going to achieve what you need to achieve. Exactly. Well, and not only that, like, you are the business owner, and you want things done your way. And, and now you're, you're, you know, yours being very specific in it, and, you know, for a reason, but sometimes it's just, this is the way I do things. Well, um, and so you want to, you know, and, and, and as the business owner, that's your, that's, yes, you're right. If, if you start out on a square level foundation, your house will go a lot smoother. Sure. And I had an employee one time tell me, said, well, you're not building a piano. And I said, well, you know, really I am. Right. Well, why? I said, because I can work just as fast as you can, if not faster and build a better product. Exactly. Yeah. But when he, when you, let's say you take the time to line these studs up, get your plates right and everything. When it comes back time to trim that house out, 
now you saved a lot of time yep. in trimming, okay? Yep. Because if you come up and which you've seen it and I've seen it, you go set a set of cabinets and they didn't crown their studs in the walls and then you got a half inch gap between yeah. the cabinets between yeah. studs and the homeowner's going well can't cock that <laughs> yeah and and so they look at you like at your fault right the cabinet installer's fault not the framer's fault exactly yeah no you're right you're right and you know there's been times in life that we've built things and turned back around and looked down the wall and see a big bulge in it where somebody didn't cull that stud yep so now you got to go in and cut it pull it back in and, and scab beside of it yep. which that's fine but the oh, point of it still... is just a little bit of paying attention right can save a lot of a lot of time exactly. exactly i guess that's the reason i got into building the steel houses because <laughs> everything was straight yes i mean i could uh pull a string on it and take a flat pencil and i could bring everything into just like a couple thousandths of an inch on it being yep. uh out of level you know <laughs> And uh, people laughed at me, but hell, I got into it. I know. Well, it reminds me of a joke I read uh, sometime this week, and it was, uh, and I don't remember the exact, apparently there's a Chinese or Japanese uh, proverb that says something to the effect of, uh, you know, a, a crooked tree doesn't make lumber, isn't used for lumber, lives a long life because it doesn't get turned into to lumber or something, something to that effect. And uh, then it, the, the next part is, well, Lowe's is like, hold my beer. <laughs> you know, because yeah, because yeah, you you go to box stores and how many crooked pieces of lumber do you get? Um, but no, you know, part of this pilot phase is you're not you know before during the the growing pains especially, but up until up until that point, you know, you're you're working in the business. You're there every day, pouring Correct. sweat and throwing you know slinging the hammer kind of thing. Well, at this point in the pilot stage, you're finally able to work on the business. And I, and I know that sounds kind of the same, but there's a difference between working in the business and working on the business, right? Like you're able to kind of step back um, and do some things like like invest in the actual business now. Correct. And you're upgrading. Let's say you're now you're getting ready to step up and, <clears throat> and invest in this new estimator. Yeah. Okay. Which... You know, they go anywhere from $120 a year to 250 a month. Right. All right. Depends on what you're after. And you need to be finding out where you're going to lead yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. What you're going to do in the business. Do you want to strictly frame houses? Do you want turnkey houses? Or do you want to be a flooring man? Or do you want to be a drywaller exactly. or a roofer or a cider? You know. Sure. Or a specialty. Cabinets and trim. Yep. You know, so you have to you have to decide on what you're comfortable with what your employees are comfortable exactly, with. Exactly, exactly. Um, and also that, that means you're able to step back a little bit. You know, you're able to kind of relax in a sense and, um, you know, work more out of the office kind of thing, Go do more estimates and, and, and some of those those other business things that don't necessarily get seen, um, you know, because you can trust your employees to be on a job site by themselves. Correct. Uh, and, and, and so that, you know, and, and, and that goes back to hiring people who are better, who are smart and talented um, you know, that kind of thing, like we had mentioned, but it's also like, that's where you're at in the stage. Like you take a day off to go fishing. The business should run through somewhat through itself. You know, you should, shouldn't, you, you should be able to kind of relax on that. I guess is where I'm trying to go with, but um, you can't ignore them because if they, exactly, you, exactly. You yeah. Know, uh, yeah. You definitely want to be involved still. Um, you know, but stay involved for sure. 
But uh, but again, you know, it, it's not quite so much micromanaging, hopefully, at this point. Correct. Which is the whole pilot stage, right? <laughs> the business is sort of just rolling. I mean, it's 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 just rolling. Well, you know, um, what did you say the percentage was at, at seven? Le- yeah, less than 10%. Uh, you make it to that point. And, uh, you know, you, you still want to be organized through that point. Um, you you want to, you know, you, you want to make sure everything's in order, bookkeeping, you know, finances and equipment and, and, and so forth. Like, d- that's what I'm saying. Like, don't feel like you're completely stepping back. And, and, and part of this no. depends on the business size. I mean, you know, if, if you got a hundred employees or five employees, you know, like, like obviously it's going to make a difference, but you know, you're still involved in it. But what I'm saying is you're able to spend more on it instead of in it, I guess. Correct. Um, and then, then we make it to that seven years, uh, seven to 10 and, 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 and longer. And that's when you're able to kind of step back, Randy, and, and you really are able to, you know, be more a leader of a leader. You're, you're not spending all of your energy into the business. Um, you're, you know, the business is making you profit, making you money. Um, you're, you know, you should be comfortable at this point. And that's when you're able to invest in other businesses. That's when you're able to invest into the community, you know, do more community outreach things and, Correct. and, and uh, you know, be mentors to, to up and coming, uh, you know, people business. in the yeah, industry. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that, that's sort of the good, good breakdown. I think, um, you know, that's, uh, that, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. Now, by any means, is this, uh, you know, a Bible for how to do it? But it's certainly, uh, hopefully, that gives some people some some information, some steps into yeah. it. And uh, you know, it, it's that's what we're we're all about. You know, like like the whole thing here in the high country is we have to operate businesses different than what we do. And you had mentioned, you know, Charlotte and, and, and seeing all the flashy cars and stuff. There's nothing wrong with being flashy. Don't get me wrong. But my point is. We're a whole different group of people and different clientele, and and there's there's a point where you have to be realistic about how to run a business and, and what to do. And here in the high country, we we try to support each other. You know, I think, well, I think we're pretty good too. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, we're a small core, mm-hmm. really small for the rest of the state. Sure, but everybody's been around a long time. Not everybody. There's up and coming right. stuff, and uh, but you definitely have those leaders, like we mentioned. Correct. And that's important because we know what we have to build. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hopefully that helps some people out, like we said. And uh, go check out the Facebook page, and we got the link for part one if you missed that on there, too. And, uh, hey, yeah. we'd like to hear from you. What, uh, what's your tips? Pass it along. Help everyone out. So. Or you started in business and you're having a hard time. And there you go. Tell us what you're doing to correct it. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, help you out. We, you can help us out. We appreciate that. Well, Randy, we got about a minute left. Uh, it's been we haven't checked on the lumber prices. H- hook me up, man. What's oh, it going? Oh gosh, mighty. All right, this week half inch plywood is up to sixty dollars ninety eight cents. Oh, oh. Seven sixteenths OSB is up to forty one seventy. Ooh, this is one of those where you like like little kid, like you're covering your ears, but they got you got them like your hands open so you can still hear, but you don't want to. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Three quarter plywood is seventy five fifty three. And, you know, uh, if you're going with hardwoods, you can go with OSB that's $5 or less. But if you're going with carpets, you got to go with the plywood. Right. And uh, then two, ba- two before standard old two before you know, it's yep. 1028, 10 footers, 1148. 
But then again, we go to two by sixes, and they jump up twelve seventy two, and then you go to a ten foot two by six, is seventeen forty five. Oh man, you're killing me, dude. And uh, so they've they've jumped up even more. Yes. I mean, we were we were at forty dollars for some of those problems, <laughs> and now we're at sixty seventy. Yeah. Uh, two oh. weeks ago, we were at sixty two on the three quarter. Yeah. And there you go, getting back to. Even though you've been in business a long time, you've got to know what you got to do. Exactly. Exactly. On which well, way you're going to go to try to help your customers out. Ooh, well, good luck. Because labor's not going up on no, it. No. Well, I, I appreciate that. And uh, I feel bad for everyone out there doing estimates and trying to figure out what it's going to be next week. So good luck. Good luck. It's scary. It is. All about home construction. Check out the Facebook page. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to All About Home Construction. We air every week on Saturday mornings on WATA in Boone. Please like this podcast, comment, share it. Hey, let everybody know where you found it. Thanks for listening.